Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Film for Fans podcast, the podcast from movie fans for movie fans. I am your host, Ryan Dunleavy, and joined uh, with me this week once again is Rob Dunham, unfortunately clad in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. I hope you like mustard because mm. there's a lot on here. Mustard is exactly what should be squirted all over that nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but this is not a hockey rivalry podcast. It is, in fact, a movie podcast. And once again, we have an excellent show in store for you. We'll be, of course, hitting up box office, both results and what's coming up this week. Uh, We're going to talk about some upcoming movies uh, that some information has been released on. Uh, We will do our movie fan Christmas gift guide for all of you who are interested in that. Don't have your Christmas gifts picked out. We will tell you what to get for the movie fan. And of course, we will do our watch list. All right, Rob, let's get started with the box office. Week number four in a row. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, number one at the box office, just barely holding off Violent Night uh, to keep that top spot. $17.5 million uh, for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, $393 million domestically. Big, big number for this movie. Uh, and uh, as I referenced earlier, Violent Night came in number two at $13.5 million in its first week in the box office. Strange World did 5.1 million, The Menu 3.5 million, and Devotion did 2.7 to round out the top five. Anything stand out to you, Rob? Um, I mean, it's not a surprise anymore uh, when we see a well-made, well-produced horror movie get the kind of number that Violent Night um, got. Yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, more and more we see proof that there is this built-in audience for the subgenre. Yeah, for Without sure. Without a doubt. For sure. And this one um, almost seemed to also be trending on the, the like the action horror side, which I think expands its audience a little bit more, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, I, I'm actually surprised the menu has done as well as it's done um, hmm. That's another one that's that's kind of in the semi horror genre, um, but it is done pretty well in uh, in its uh, short run in the box office. Yeah, I think twenty four is doing pretty steady. So yeah, yeah. And uh, the other one that was new last week, I heard the bells finished just outside the top five at number six. Uh, so I think it did like two million. So that's a pretty respectable number given its uh, limited release calendar. Uh, so I think that was pretty good too. Yeah, and it's uh, pretty impressive for a group that's putting out their very first movie. Yeah, Sight and Sound Group. So, um, being that that's from our area, that was pretty cool to see. Also, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, not really too many other comments I have on the box office for this week. You get anything else? Not really. No. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about what might be coming out this week. I was actually surprised that there was not more or anything bigger coming out this week. Um, I guess maybe it has to do with um, the impending 
you know, Christmas movies. I guess nobody wants to compete with them. Uh, but we don't have a whole lot of um, big movies coming out. And so basically, uh, the one of them that's coming out is Spoiler Alert. And this is based on the Michael Osiello best-selling memoir, Spoiler Alert, The Hero Dies. And it is, um, according to the description, the film is a heartwarming, funny, life-affirming story about how Michael and Kit's relationship transforms and deepens when one of them falls ill. And this movie stars Jim Parsons and Ben Aldridge and Sally Field. So that is Spoiler Alert. And next up on the agenda is The Whale. And The Whale is uh, the movie that Brendan Fraser is coming back in on. And it is a reclusive English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. So um, in addition to Brendan Fraser, you have Sadie Sink as the daughter. And lastly, we have empire of light and uh this stars olivia coleman and michael ward and colin firth and this is a drama about the power of human connection during turbulent times set in an english coastal town in the early 1980s all right rob so we have three kind of minor indie type releases coming out uh what uh what strikes your fancy this week um definitely the whale um i've heard some really really good things about it it was well received at the awards and is this darren aronofsky right this is darren aronofsky yeah. and uh he is a very much very much a thinking person's director yes uh some of his stuff can be a bit much <laughs> um <laughs> but some of his stuff is really good um so i am very in, in interested in this movie and uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that it will be released widely enough that I'll have a chance to see it. Yeah, I checked our local theaters. None of them around this area are playing it, um, yeah. which is kind of surprising. But uh, yeah, that one would be my choice as well um, for the, all the reasons you're interested in. Like um, if in the absence of knowing a whole lot about most of these movies, you look at, oh, Brendan Fraser's Return, who Darren Aronofsky is the director. Um Aronofsky is either right on point or really out there. <laughs> um, sometimes both in the same movie. Um, but uh, he does have a track record of being interesting. I'll say that. So what the whale would be the one I would be, I'd be focused on this week as well. If it were possible to go see it, maybe in <laughs> you a might have to go whale watching somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we got coming up in the box office. Uh, but we do have some much bigger releases coming in, in upcoming weeks. Obviously, next week will be uh, Avatar, The Way of Water uh, will be debuting. And so we'll have uh, next week, we'll have uh, some conversation about about that particular film, as well as the rest of the slate of movies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but now we'll move on to some movie news. And we have uh, several stories dropped this week um, that will give us more information about some upcoming movies, some that we knew about, one that is being announced. Uh, so first up, we have our first trailer and we have an official title for Indiana Jones 5. 
uh, and that is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So, Rob, did you get a chance to view the trailer on this one? I did. I am super excited for the fourth Indiana Jones movie to come out. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. I don't I don't um I don't know how they did it, but after watching that trailer, I'm like ridiculously optimistic and yeah. I feel like I'm going to I might get burned. <laughs> but, uh, it just it, it looks so much better than um I don't know if someone made a movie about Indiana Jones and aliens. Yeah. Let that because that would be stupid. I know, right? Um, so <laughs> thanks for that never happened. And uh, I I saw one thing that I'm very hopeful for watching this trailer. They showed a lot of flashbacks to the original three movies. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the thoughts I heard. I hope, you know, I hope. This is true. Somebody surmised that maybe Indy is going back to recover some of the artifacts from the first three movies. Mm. And they said this because of that, those flashback sequences, right? Mm -hmm. But also one thing that's very interesting is that if you watch everything everywhere all at once, the main, the co-star of that movie is the same person who played short round in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And he was out of acting for 40 years. Yeah. So the possibility, and I think it is a, I might even say it's a probability that they find a way to work him into this movie. Mm. Um, I think that would be just fantastic if that I could agree. happen. And I think if you have that storyline where they're tied into the older movies somehow, that opens up the possibility for that to happen. Yeah. So I would say, like, overarching, that's my, mm-hmm. my hope. Yeah. Um but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I I'm with you and I mean after the movie you refuse to believe exists, um <laughs> I went into the trailer with a high dose of skepticism. And by the end of the trailer, I'm like, oh, I want this movie to come out so bad. So I'm right there with you. I, I'm jumping in with both feet. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Let's let's do it, man. I mean, Indy is back. You know, it looks like they... It, it is a well-crafted trailer that looks like it's designed to say, hey, we screwed up the last one. We know it and, we'll, and you'll like this one. It's it designed seemed, to elicit that feel. It really seemed... It seemed like they went back to the tone of what made the first three movies so good. Yes. And if that actually happens in the movie, it will be a very good capstone to the series. Yes. And not only that, this is going to be the very last movie that John Williams scores. Oh, I, I and that's that. a big deal. Also, that is a huge deal. That is a huge deal. So it better be good. This is John Williams' denouement. Then we better, uh, it better be a good movie. Yeah. So I'm very excited about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So very much looking forward to that one. Um, and I forgot, I forgot the date it comes out. Do you remember what the release date is on the one? I do not. I'm Stop. looking it up right now. Um. Let's see if I can find it. Um, this is not great. 
podcast content here. <laughs> uh, but uh, while we look that up, I will move on to the next one. And that is um, a trailer, the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 dropped. And it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, Rob, what did you make of Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Um, I did not watch uh, June yeah. 30th. June 30th for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. I was paying way more attention to the Indiana Jones trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so I think I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer once, but I didn't pay super close attention to it. Mm-hmm. So if you have any thoughts, it'd be better for you to speak on it, probably. Um, basically, the main the main takeaway for me uh, really is um, that I don't know where they're going with it, necessarily. Um, it, it does leave a decent amount of mystery as to what's happening and why. Um, they, they're apparently out on their own. Um, trying to um, defend the universe and all that sort of stuff, and um, I'll read the I'll read the synopsis what they've released with it, and it says still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own on and one of their own a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. So very vague. Um, you see a lot of the characters that you have come associated with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, a lot of action, um, all of those type of things. Um, I don't have a, a ton of like hot takes, <laughs> as it were, uh, from watching the trailer, uh, but I think it feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and uh, hopefully this will help move the storyline along for this phase of Marvel uh, in a little bit better direction than what we've seen so far. Um, that's my hope, but I don't, like I said, I don't get a whole lot out of the trailer. Yeah, they did say uh, there, there's some recent news that came out that um, said the directors behind this whole project, Marvel project are going to be focusing more in the future on, quality over quantity mm-hmm. so i thought uh wakanda forever was very good so the question is do they continue that um trajectory with this movie and with the other ones that are coming out yeah i wonder if that also means that they're going to pace their release schedule more than they have um i think that wouldn't be a bad thing you know given I- the the state of where they are character-wise? That tangentially, can we also... i just like to point out the fact DC has struggled so much and is so far behind Marvel Yeah, that Wonder Woman 3 being cancelled wasn't even a story that we were going to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, That is how little I think the general consensus about caring about DC Universe is. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about throwing in. There was a story recently where like um, it came out that the the studio basically told the director like um, you didn't really follow the character, and then she like sent them a Wikipedia link to the character of Wonder uh, Woman, and 
and they're like did you read this because <laughs> it, what a mess what a mess wonder yeah. Woman four was and the fact that they were even thinking about going back with the same director uh uh for a third movie is yeah but you're right it's true it is true that's uh that's the state where we're at so honestly uh the mcu could take a break and you know we still wouldn't notice and dc still wouldn't be where we need to clean up so uh, yeah so guardians of galaxy and that's planning on coming out i think may 5th is is the uh is the release date on that one if i'm not mistaken uh and lastly we have a movie announcement uh wes anderson is back and wes anderson is going to do another one of his as uh you were saying uh ubiquitous to the name wes anderson movie uh a star-studded cast uh for a movie called asteroid city and this is set for a june 2023 release and um this one let's see debuts nationwide and it's set in the 50s the 1950s set asteroid city is described as a poetic meditation on the meaning of life the film takes place in a fictional american desert town during a junior stargazer space cadet convention chaos ensues as the event organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for a fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. So, you know, got some very Wes and, uh, Anderson things in it. I'm thinking that people must really like working with Wes Anderson because the, these movies come out and they, they don't make hardly any money. And it's usually because they're up against other big movies, which this one is well, going to be the same week as the flash. Yep. And then the week after it, uh, Indiana Jones. The week the week after Indiana Jones comes out. Yeah. Um, and despite all that, this is I'm just gonna read the cast because yeah. it's pretty uh, great. Tom, Tom Hanks, Margot Robbie, Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Leif Schreiber, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawk, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Shao, William Defoe. Willem Dafoe, sorry, Tony Revolori, Jake Ryan, Grace Edwards, Aristu Meehan, Sophia Lillis, Ethan Lee, Jeff Goldblum, and Rita Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is like 30th on this list. <laughs> like, it's, it's honestly, honestly absurd. And the the Tom Hanks inclusion, yeah, um, especially is, considering he's probably going to be one of the main characters, is pretty exciting. Tom Hanks and Wes Anderson is Awesome. That is a, yeah. such a great combination. I cannot wait to see Tom Hanks in a Wes Anderson movie. Tom, Tom, I don't understand. I, I think Tom Hanks might be simultaneously like universally respected, but still underrated somehow. <laughs> you might be right on that front. Yeah. He's such a good actor. Yes. And he said such a long career too. It's, it's incredible. It's very, very impressive. And, uh, you know, Wes Anderson, you know, we did our when we did the conversation a while back about directors with the most distinct style. Um, it's hard to argue that anyone has a more distinct style than Wes Anderson. And if you like Wes Anderson movies, you just cannot wait for the next one to come out because, you know, you're going to get something of that same line and it's going to be different from anything anybody else is putting out. And, mm -hmm. and that's awesome. 
Yeah, very much looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's coming out in June of 2023. So we've got some good stuff coming out this summer, uh, within all within a few weeks. Uh, so we're going to have a great summer movie season this coming year. All right, well, let's move on to our discussion. And uh, for tonight, I thought what we'd do is we'd, we'd give back to the people, you know? It's Christmas season. You're always wondering what to get for for people. It can be hard to come up with gifts. So we thought we'd come up with a few movie-related gifts that you can either put on your own Christmas list or give to the movie person in your life. Uh, so we, we're going to go back and forth a little bit. Each of us came up with uh, some items that we thought would be well-received by a movie fan. Uh, so Rob, give us uh, give us the first thing that should go on the Christmas gift guide. And just uh, keep in mind, I am going to put these up on filmforfans.com. So we'll link to that article and we'll have links to all of these items. So uh, the first thing that I saw, and there is any number of places you can find movie memorabilia on Etsy, mm-hmm. other such places, but I found uh, someone selling movie pens of movie posters Ooh. with like marquee and they have all kinds of different ones. And I just think that's a really cool idea for a movie fan uh, in your life. If you have, if they have a particular favorite movie or a couple of favorite movies, get them a couple pins, a couple magnets to throw on uh, something that they own. I don't know. I have pins on my bag. Some people have pins on their purses. Some, some people just like to have pins in a little, you know, display case or whatever, but, um certainly there are a lot of uses for them and there are a lot of really creative ways they are made uh on that site and that so we'll link that one in particular of the person in i believe it's michigan who was making these uh, movie poster marquee pins which is pretty sweet excellent excellent good choice um the first one i'm going to talk about is uh movie books and if you have if someone you know really really has a favorite director or a favorite movie as long as it's not something like super obscure there's probably been some literature written about it uh so that is definitely one way to go and i'm going to highlight three books in particular one of which that i'm currently reading and that is the nolan variations um it is an excellent book that's written off of uh, a series of interviews with christopher nolan and each chapter goes into one of his films and you get so much more info into his mind and what he was thinking and insights and background in the movies it's it's really fantastic so that's one um i'll keep going with the christopher nolan theme and uh, uh and we'll go with the science of interstellar so this is this is a book that actually delves into all of the science related things that the movie interstellar goes into um it was written by the physicist that consulted and help develop interstellar and so he goes into immense detail about all of the physics related to that so if you have someone that really loves science this is a great addition and then lastly on the book front um i will recommend uh also related to something we talked about today accidentally wes anderson uh there is a website for this but there's also a book accidentally wes anderson and that is uh people capturing photos of things that look like they're straight out of a wes anderson movie um, so if you're at all familiar or like Wes Anderson, this book would be a fun addition to your collection. That's excellent. Um, for my next one, I'm actually going to get my wife. So if you just hold on a second. Okay. 
go get her. This is probably not going to be a good podcast either. But... <laughs> yes, I will continue commenting while Rob disappears yeah, from the podcast. Um, make sure you look at, like I said, make sure if you love books and you love movies, there's always something written about it. Sometimes it's the philosophy of a of a movie. Sometimes it's the history of it. Sometimes it's something written about the director. Uh, but even your local like bookstore, Barnes Noble or something, will have a section on entertainment, and there will be a variety of of movie related books. Um, some of them are like just even like fifty great movies you have to see before you die, or something along those lines. So Rob okay. is now back. Um, she's going to be off camera for this, but I've got this. Oh, which is the other thing I'm going to recommend. But I don't feel like I can talk about it without giving a fact, giving away the fact that I got it for her because she's right upstairs listening. Okay, so I'm going to have her open it now. Okay, we've got the first podcast Christmas. Christmas gift being given out on air. This is uh, this is unprecedented here. He's opening it very slowly. This is very poor podcasting. <laughs> I thought in the boxing videos they're supposed to like rip things open and like like be screechy and stuff. Yeah. I can tell you that I have heard a laugh and she is pleased with the gift. <laughs> and this is something I didn't know existed and I saw in a game store and it is the Rocketeer fate of the future which is a board game it says two plus players oh. uh, it takes 45 minutes to play it says um has seven miniatures including the zeppelin luxembourg in it nice like the view of the back there um so i'm sure we'll be playing this in the near future and it's uh interestingly enough made by funko which is the company that makes the little figurines yeah they have a division now called funko games and they've started to make some board games and so this is uh, one based on the Rocketeer, which is a, uh, I would say a, I would classify as a cult classic. Yeah, for sure. A movie um, that a whole lot of people are into. My it's one of my wife's favorite movies, and so I thought she'd really like this. So if you know anyone who likes the Rocketeer, this might be a good uh, game to check out. And I know there are a bunch of other games based on movies that, if you go into a board game store, you could find something that they would probably be interested in. That's an excellent choice. I like it. Very cool. Uh, my next one, um, I'm going to highlight a, uh, a t-shirt website called Moonshots. And with the, the O's and moons are actually zeros. Uh, but they have a whole bunch of t-shirts that have movie-related themes. And they have, uh, some of them are pretty funny. And some of them are pretty deep dive. Uh, so like really, really inside jokes that you have to know the movies quite well to understand the references, which is which is something I totally appreciate. Um, so one of them is uh, one of the shirts they have is uh, Indigo Montoya Fencing Academy <laughs> T-shirt, nice. which is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, there's another T-shirt, Knock, Knock, Knocking on Kevin's Door. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a picture of the, the wet bandits on it. So that's... Uh, that's pretty great. Uh, and one of the more deep dive ones, Little Nero's Pizza. It is a Little Nero's Pizza shirt, which is another Home Alone reference. Um, my personal favorite is uh, Nakatomi Plaza Christmas Party 1988. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole bunch of these for a, for a wide variety of movies over a lot of different eras. Uh, and like I said, some of them are pretty deep dive. 
um, ones that you have to really know the movie well to, to be able to get the reference, which I think is just so much better. Um, there's, there's so many great ones. They have, um, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, they've got ones for, uh, the big Lebowski. They've got ones for all kinds of, uh, all kinds of movies. So, uh, definitely check that out. It's a good quick hit one. Um, that if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for gift t-shirts, uh, movie related t-shirts are always, uh, are always a good choice. What else you yeah, got? I have, I have, uh, a few movie related t-shirts. My favorite one, my wife got me is, uh, two orange juices Two, I'm sorry, two oranges holding pistols with, uh, the Pulp Fiction hair. <laughs> and that's all it is. It just shows the two oranges, Pulp Fiction, which I, I like uh, clever stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much more into that than everything being spelled out for you. So yeah. Um. So those those were the two things that I I came across in particular that um really interested me. And I would say um check out your local uh video game stores, your local hobby stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a store that sells board games, uh, things like that. Because odds are there's a wide variety of different. Uh, kind of movie related memorabilia that you could get someone if they have a uh, favorite movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple more real quick here. Um, if you like movie posters, but you're looking for something a little bit different, uh, sandgrainstudio.com. Uh, they don't just have movie posters, they have music, they have other stuff too, but they have, uh, they're basically mid century modern posters. Uh, so they're like redone posters of specific movies they're really cool and they they have a nice interesting aesthetic and uh, they'll have uh, a bunch of them like goodwill hunting and uh, a number of other excellent features Um, and so they're just they're really interesting movie posters they come in a wide variety of sizes Um, so if you're looking for something that like fits a specific theme uh color theme this might be a better way to go because sometimes the movie posters themselves um don't necessarily fit with decor so check out sandgreenstudio.com for some uh some different mid-century modern style movie posters um and one other i would just say is um don't forget about theater gift cards even if you're someone who has a movie pass or something like that, theater gift cards are always a great gift because you can use them to get food. You can buy guest tickets with them. Um, you can never go wrong by giving theater gift cards. So yeah, definitely second that one. Yeah. So don't, if you're, if you're not sure, if you don't have enough time, theater gift cards are always a good option. And I, I think pretty much every theater, if you buy, a certain amount of theater gift cards you either get like one free or you get some kind of food or drink free or something so yeah um usually you're going to end up with uh, something out of the deal also mm-hmm. okay well that is our discussion on uh movie christmas lists uh so now let's move on to our watch list movies we've watched over the past week rob what'd you watch so i watched uh just last evening actually the movie bullet train uh um, yeah excellent Ryan had seen in the theater when it came out and was very uh very pleased with um man what a crazy movie (laughs) Uh, crazy good uh for me um there there is it, it is it is a hard balance to make a movie that is so filled with action violence and humor Mm -hmm. 
um, and pull it off in a satisfying way. Um, it's not quite the same kind of movie, but it reminded me a lot of uh, Smoke and Aces, the first mm-hmm. one, um, with like Jeremy Piven and Ryan Reynolds, etc. Um, there, like, absolutely nothing held back when it came to like violent death yeah. in the movie. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, still had a ton of funny uh, moments. I loved uh, Channing Tatum's cameo in the movie. Mm. And uh, my favorite, I think my favorite part of the whole movie was the uh, one character's obsession with Thomas, the tank engine. He's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. I Do you agree with my assessment that I really feel like it's interesting kind of Tarantino meets Guy Ritchie? Yeah. Yeah, it really has. It has a bunch of those like Tarantino with the action violence and then Guy Ritchie with the dialogue. Yeah. And I I really like it. We said about Tom Hanks earlier and I've said this before, too. I think uh, Brad Pitt is another one of those people who is pretty much universally appreciated, but still might be underrated as a actor. Yeah. I mean, it's not his his fault that he uh, is not an unattractive person. But I think a lot of people <laughs> focus so much on that, they don't realize that he's actually a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. And he can play such a wide variety of roles, too, which is interesting. I mean, in this movie, he plays a completely, like, like completely in his head. Mm-hmm. He's, like, terrified of almost everything. Um, Really, like, the opposite of what you would expect, uh, like, Brad Pitt to be like in real life. Yeah. But he he does it incredibly convincingly. Yeah. Um yeah. And I love the I love the kind of the color palette and the Japanese aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Um really makes for interesting visuals the in, throughout the entire movie. Yeah, really really fun movie. I I enjoyed it. It's uh it's one of my favorites from the year. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed Bullet Train. Uh that was the main one that I watched this last week. Okay. Um, my wife and I rewatched, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And, uh, once again, it proves to be awesome viewing, uh, every time I watch it, um, both from uh, the dialogue is the thing that gets me. I just absolutely love the dialogue. I know people, the music is good. The story is interesting and good, but the dialogue is always what, uh, what holds up for me every time I watch it. Uh, so Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is definitely one. If you have not seen it yet, definitely make an opportunity to do yeah, it. my wife who is still sitting next to me gave a thumbs up to that also yeah so so good uh and the other one i rewatched uh one that i had bought on uh, black friday and that was the northman hmm. and the northman was a movie that you and i both were highly anticipating and also both realized that it was probably not going to make that much money and that proved to be the case uh, but it is really, really good. It is it is a deep dive into Viking culture. I mean, there is a lot of a lot of uh, Viking mythology in this one. Um, but it's it's a fascinating action uh, period, uh, like historical period action piece um, with some interesting twists and turns in it. Um, but uh, really different, unusual movie. Um, but one that um, I really enjoyed. Have you seen this one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw it in the theater and I've seen it again since and I really enjoy it also. Yeah, it is. It is currently on at least Peacock. It might, mm-hmm. be, it might be on something else too. 
Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to stream that one yet uh, and you have Peacock, go for it. All right, Rob, you got anything else? I do not. Oh, that will be the show. Uh, thanks for checking out Film for Fans. And uh, make sure you visit filmforfans.com where we will have the Christmas gift guide up very shortly as well as the, oh, that's a nice, is that the game board or what is that? Outside of the board, the game board, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's yeah. a Rocketeer mask uh, game board there. So good good stuff for that gift. Uh, but check out filmforfans.com. And uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Until next time, enjoy the movies.